Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Zuma, your complete tool center. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. This is The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Doing all right. Yes, we're doing all right. It's a Thursday, and if you are going to the WAFL Grand Final at Leaderville Oval on Saturday, a bit of slip-slop slap. 27 degrees at this stage, the forecast stop. 28 tomorrow around Perth. Uh, the weather is just beautiful at this stage. Spring weather, even though there is the forecast for a bit of rain maybe mid next week. On the Tempera Bedshed text line 0487 736 736. Uh, hi, Pete and Haggers. No, Haggers is not in. The footy season's over. Haggers uh, with his swan song on Monday, but we look forward to having Haggers involved uh, going forward. With Lob going to the dogs, Frio should approach Geelong. Uh, around maybe seeing if uh, Isava Radagalia is available. That's from Micah Palmyra. Yeah, he's been in and out, hasn't he, Radagalia? Just been a bit of a fence sitter for the Cats uh, with their powerful squad. Uh, certainly times that he's played, he's been very, very useful indeed as a tall. So we'll see whether they look at that. Uh, also from Peter. In fact, Jonesy from Medora Bay says, Great interview, Peter. I'd heard about Jeff Hendricks but knew little of him. Awesome, Pete. So there you go. Jonesy of Medora Bay enjoyed the previous interview when it came to Jeff Hendricks. Hope you enjoyed it as well. All right, let's focus on the other grand final. We've had the AFL grand final that was staged last weekend. This weekend, it's all about the NRL grand final, the battle of the West between the Parramatta Eels, who'll be looking to take off their first premiership for 36 years, taking on a team that is now become second nature in recent times when it comes to NRL Grand Finals. It's their third appearance. Their coach, Ivan Cleary, certainly has been an outstanding mentor and has taken Penrith uh, into their third successive Grand Final after beating the Rabbitohs and coming from behind last week in that preliminary final. Man, that played over 100 games for the Penrith Panthers is Scotty Sattler, and he joins us here on Drive with Peter Vlahos, all thanks to Toolmart, the complete tool centre. Scotty, thanks for your time. No worries, Pete. Anytime. What's grand final week like there in Sydney? The Battle of the Westies, eh? The Panthers and the Eels. Should be a beauty. Yeah, anything past the toll gates uh, <laughs> out the M4 all the way out to the Blue Mountains is pretty quiet, to be quite honest. But all around uh, Parramatta and all those those greater western regions all the way up through the Blue Mountains up to Bathurst, um, which is about, you know, it's a, an hour or so, an hour and a half away from Penrith. It's yeah, it's quite active, a lot of houses, a lot of decorations. Uh, I've got to say, Penrith in their third year in a row going to the grand final, they're a little bit more subdued, still passionate, but uh, I've got to say the Parramatta fans who haven't been in a, in a grand final since 2009, which they lost, um, they're, you know, they're, uh, they're a little bit more... It was the easiest way to say, a little bit more energetic about their side playing this Sunday. <laughs> now, of course, you had a very illustrious career at the Panthers. You played there for four or five seasons and notched over 100 games for the Panthers. Is there a soft spot for them, even though they're playing in their third consecutive NRL grand final? 
Yeah, there's not too many soft spots, to be quite honest. Um, what you've got to do with a team like Panthers, who are so settled in everything they do, and everyone knows their job, and everyone knows everyone else's job as well, is they're super fit, they play at this high-octane speed, and you've got to be able to, willing to go with them, but you've got to be unpredictable against them. Um, they don't like unpredictability. They like you to try and go toe-to-toe with them. So when it comes to weaknesses... Uh, there's not too many, to be quite honest. So you've got to try and find it, and you've got to have a lot of patience. You've got to have a lot of composure, uh, because if you try and play um, a little bit more, um, oh, what's the easiest way to say? If you, if you try and rush things in a game against Penrith, well, they'll, they'll make you suffer. So mm. um, Parramatta have got a pretty good record against Penrith, um, even when they've been beaten by Penrith, they've they've always been a, been in an arm wrestle for a long period of time. So, I think it's the one team because of their unpredictability and the way they play. It's the one team Penrith probably have had their eye on over their shoulder, looking over their shoulder at. Interesting when you look at the game last week, and I viewed the match uh, between the Panthers and the Rabbitohs. I thought the Rabbitohs had the Panthers on toast early. They led twelve to zip. It seems like the Rabbitohs lost their way in the second half. It was more losing their way or the brilliance of Cleary and co to just take the game by the scruff of the neck after halftime. Yeah, just a, a more, I suppose, cohesive unit with with the Penrith side. And I mentioned that word before, patience and composure, and they're the masters of it. So what they do is they, even though they're 12-0 down, they don't panic. They don't feel as though they've got to play catch-up rugby league. They just continue doing what they do and they continue just slowly just turning the speed up a little bit and seeing whether you're willing to go with them. And, and any little mistake that you make, they just pounce. And they did that before half-time. South Sydney leading 12-6, made a mistake right on half-time. Brian Toto, their, their great winger, intercepts or picks up a loose ball and runs 70 metres to score a try to make it 12 half-time. The minute they got to 12 all. I thought it was a foregone conclusion mm. and they were willing to, to go to the next level and, and South weren't able to go with them. Yeah, no, they uh, scored 32 unanswered points to win it comfortably in the end. Let's look at the coaches. Uh, Parramatta coach Brad Arthur, from all reports, has done an outstanding job to get the Eels where they are. But then you've got Ivan Cleary, who's been there, done that. Can you give us a bit of a critique on the two coaches? Uh, yeah, two completely different coaches. Ivan Cleary has uh, had a, a very illustrious NRL career. Um, very good fullback come centre and played in grand finals as a player and coached in a grand final, coached the Warriors to a grand final back in 2011. Now, then went to the, the Panthers and has been able to come, it's all about timing, arrive at the club with a really good crop of you know, 19, 20, 21-year-olds. They all hit first grade together and they're all going through this this amazing ride together. And he's he's a really introverted, doesn't get overly animated, very quiet, and you very rarely see his heart rate get above 70. And he's got two assistant coaches that really wield a, a quite a heavy stick when they need to, but he just stays really composed, and it really is a, a reflection of their coach, the way they play. They're, they're really composed with everything they do, and that's the way Ivan is. He, you know, When the camera pans to him in the coach's box, he's a little bit like Wayne Bennett, just straight face, doesn't get too excited. And then on the other hand, you've got Brad Arthur, who... Who basically, um, well, he does. He's got he's got a great connection with his players. His players absolutely love him. He he knows everything about his players' private lives, and he knows everything about their families. And he's really invested in his players. He's got great empathy, but he is 
he's a throwback. He's a little bit like Craig Bellamy from the Melbourne Storm, where he is animated. He is mm. a quite an aggressive, in-your-face uh, coach. But their their players really respond to it. And um, you know, it's 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 funny with the battle of the coaches. It'll come down to the experience of Ivan Cleary up against a guy who admitted after Saturday Friday night when they beat the Cowboys, I don't have a clue what I'm doing this week. I've never been here before. <laughs> like so. You've got the the inexperienced and the excitable young, you know, excitable coaches there for the first time up against a, you know, just a, a proven winner in mm. Ivan Cleary. Parramatta's such a big brand in NRL. I lived in Sydney during the 80s. actually went to their last uh, grand final. It was a terrific event. But the Eels were a special t- side then with the likes of the Sterlings and the Kennys and the Cronins and all them. Why have they gone by the by in the last two or three decades? Do you think that Parramatta would be one of those clubs that would be fighting for top honours every few years? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question because in 2001, uh, when Peter Sterling retired, well, really after 86, when Mick Cronin and Ray Price retired, and yeah, Brett Kenny and Peter Sterling kept playing after that. But after Ray Price and, and Mick Cronin, um, they retired, they didn't taste a lot of success. And it was, it's really that life after. It's like taking over from Wally Lewis as a, as a state of origin 5.8. And, um, you know, it's, it's like taking over the, the you know, a premiership winning coach in the AFL and you're expected to do so much of that uh, when you're taking over a premiership winning side. So, you know, it, it, it's an interesting one because in 2001, they dominated every part of the competition. They broke every record in the NRL, points scoring, you know, points conceded, all those boring stats. And I think they only lost two or three games throughout the year. They got to the grand final, losing 24-0 at halftime. And inevitably got beaten. 2009 had this amazing run coming from eighth spot into the grand final on the back of Jared Hayne. This, you know, this, he was a super scatter wonder kid. He was only 21 years of age. And But outside of that, they've you know, they've, they've just never been able to, to strike that fatal blow. They've never had a, a full team of of players that have got this great continuity about them. Um, and to be quite honest, Parramatta's emotional and psychological toughness has always been questioned in big games. But this year there seems to be something different about them. It's a, a real window they've got. They've got a lot of players leaving, key players are leaving at the end of the season to go to other clubs. So this is a very small window for this Parramatta team that you know, they've got to win it this year or they they might find themselves just trying to sort of get back to that top four for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just that that continuity they've lacked and this year they've, they've seemed to have found it. They'll get the neutral support because they haven't won one in 36 years. Saying that, just a couple of final ones, Scott, is that do you expect a close one or do you think the experience and the composure mm-hmm. and the match-winning ability of individual players will be enough that will take Penrith over the line? I think it's going to be a close one, to be, to be honest, Pete. I, I, I think because it's Parramatta, they have this ability to unsettle Penrith a little bit. I think Penrith will eventually win, and I, I think they'll win by maybe 10 or 12 points, but I don't think it's going to be until late. I think it's in the last six or seven minutes where Penrith will be able to pull away from them. I hope we're not talking about the game because of some you know, decision that's been made by the bunker or an on-field referee, but if we look at the pure basics of rugby league, I think the last seven or eight minutes that's when it will come down to Penrith just showing that experience in big games and not panicking and 
and winning the game. Mm. Saying that, I believe uh, the NRL grand final events leading up to the big one at uh, the Olympic Stadium have all been basically in Sydney. They haven't done anything out in the Wests of uh, Sydney, where, of course, all the fans are around Parramatta or around Penrith. All the grand final events are in town. Yeah, they are. I know Parramatta Mall. They've, they've put something in Parramatta Mall, which, again, is um, you know patriotic towards uh, the Parramatta fans. But I think because it is because it is Parramatta and Penrith, you know, Parramatta's a good sort of 35, 40 minutes from, from the city, and Penrith's about now from the city west. So um, I think because it is out in the west and it doesn't involve a lot of people in the city, um, there's no real neutral place that you could that you could put Penrith and Panamata fans in the one area. It's a little bit like the Ukraine and Russia. <laughs> the borders like down the middle of, of both these regions. I mean, they just absolutely despise one another. They hate one another. And Penrith have, have won three competitions in their, in their you know, in their, uh, since 1967. Parramatta, a few more. Um, but just mortal enemies. So I don't think there's any neutral area in the West that could have held something without something diabolical happily happening. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's terrific. Uh, they've never played in a grand final before. You mentioned that you expect the Panthers to win by maybe 10 or 12. It should be an absolute beauty. You must be looking forward to it. And I reckon Jimmy Barnes will fire them all up as well. I love Jimmy Barnes. I, I think Jimmy Barnes and Cole Chisel should be there every year. I, I just think we should have a... Yeah, it's an Australian history of rock there every year. And I've got to say, Pete, before I go, um, this is a grand final that may not have happened because not a lot of people know that back in 1999, Penrith and Parramatta were going to merge as one super club for the 2000 season. And it was at the last moment, it was uh, knocked on the head by the, the by the Panthers Supremo back then in Roger Cowan. It never went ahead. He said, we're going to go by ourselves. And Penrith won a comp in 2003. You know, four seasons later, and and um, yeah, so it could have been a grand final that never happened. Yeah, no, it'd be an absolute great event. I'm really looking forward to it. Enjoy the NRL grand final with all the the paraphernalia and all the entertainment, uh, you know, badged around it, and the game itself should be an absolute beauty. And the fact that these two powers from the western suburbs have never met in a GF uh, will add something special as well. Enjoy it, Scott. Thanks for uh, spending some time with us, and uh, we look forward to keeping in touch. Enjoy grand final weekend. Yeah, it should be great. No worries. Anytime.